Blog Talk Radio. Your wait is over. Put Grandma on a bed and pour yourself a drink. And prepare yourself for an attack on all your senses. In a place where the irregulars roam free. The Matty P Radio Happy Hour is live on the air. The only place where you get direct access to your favorite celebrities. Call in now. 323-792-2992. The Matty P Radio Happy Hour. You can't write this shit. today. Hello, everybody. everybody else out of the studio. Yeah, apparently they're sick or they're on vacation or they're hiding. I'm not really quite sure. There's some combination 
you know, they went on vacation and got sick, and now they're in hiding. Yeah, well, you know, it's that's uh, that's what will happen when you're when you're uh, you know a much older age and you're just trying to move on with life. And it catches up. Yeah. It does. It does. And sometimes you just need a little break. But hey, that's why we're here. This is the night where the regulars of the show kind of take over. Um, I don't know if a lot of the listeners here recognize my voice much. I'm more of a behind-the-scenes guy, but uh, my name is Mark E. I'm kind of the – I represent the the whole entire West Coast for Maddie P Radio. Um, and because of that, I get to go to uh, movie premieres. I get to go to the – oh, I was in the Emmys last year. Um, I have to apply for the Oscars. You know, I mean, Maddie P Radio is taken off out here on the West Coast. <laughs> and I, I one know, of the things uh... – they know they know most of our regular listeners know that we're based out of New York, but uh you know, a lot of entertainment industry is uh on the west coast so we have to represent and that's why Marky uh gets it done for us over there. Mm-hmm. And happy to do so. Uh one of my key assignments for any year is to um, attend, report and survive the San Diego Comic Con, which was just last weekend and what this is tonight is the Maddie P Radio Comic Con Recovery Show, um, and we're going to be bringing you just some of my experiences being a being a member of the press covering Comic Con for Maddie P Radio. I uh, got a couple of sound clips. I did get in um, on some of the press rooms, and I talked to you know a couple of very recognizable names, and one that you will be hearing of a little bit more. Um, and we're going to be bringing you some of those sound clips. It's about two minutes of uh, pretty interesting, <laughs> pretty interesting audio, and uh, we're going to be bringing you a couple of uh, panelists from Comic Con as well. These are a couple of uh, stars from the. It's a HBO uh, a show, but it's it's actually on Skinamax. Uh, it's the very popular Femme Fatales, and we're going to be bringing you uh, Madison uh, Dillon and. A little bit later, we're going to be bringing you Tiffany Brower. Uh, so you guys can look forward to that. These are actually a couple of the members of the Femme Fatales panel that were at Comic-Con, I believe, Saturday night. So this is a little taste of kind of what goes on there uh, at uh, Comic-Con. It's it's not all, you know, uh, old guys dressed as Jedis. It's, you know, it's a lot of beautiful people and uh, and a really, really good time. And these the two guests are definitely some of those beautiful people. Oh yeah, um, I I missed this panel this year. I attended it last year, um, and this is what got me really into this show. It, this show is a, uh, and we're going to be able to talk about it more later. But Femme Fatales is uh, when I was a kid watching Cinemax. <laughs> it was I, I always looked forward to this type with of the, with the blurry lines when you weren't supposed to be watching. <laughs> well, yeah, it was always just like. It was always with, like, one ear just kind of really open to the, you know, to the living room door, just making sure that mom wasn't going to come in. Uh, but, you know, things are uh, things are different now. And, um, again, I'm, I'm hoping that we can talk about this with our guests a little bit and, and what what it means to watch a show like this now that we are a little bit older now and some of us are married or some of us are getting serious. Uh, and what does that do to, you know, <laughs> your uh, libido, I guess, as we kind of move on with life. Um, so yeah, the um, Comic Con was 
another year of just uh, incredible good times. I, I do kind of want to take you through a couple of these uh, highlights. Um, and what I'm hoping to kind of paint for you guys here is just kind of a picture of, of, of what it's like to be a part of this thing. Um, you know, a lot of the pretty much, you know, 80% of Comic-Con is standing in lines, you know, at, at any given day uh, during the actual con, there's, you know, 150,000 people, you know, in the convention center area, you know, the 125,000 in it, and then another 25,000 that are just kind of lingering around and all the, and that's not counting the people in the hotels, the, the, the streets are packed. And it's just a party atmosphere, like you, uh, like you cannot believe. Um, the collectibles are a big thing there. Uh, every major uh, studio, you know, has some kind of giveaways, some swag that they're giving away. There's the WB. There's legendary Speaking of those pictures. giveaways, Mark. I know. Um, setting up these interviews, uh, we have some giveaways as well for uh, exactly Femme Fatales. Yeah, and at, uh, we're going to be actually giving away during the show. Uh, we're going to be giving away some Femme Fatale Season 2 uh, DVD sets. Um, believe me when I say this is going to be an excellent prize for you guys. Uh, you know, it's it's filled with, you know, four different discs and, I don't know, 15 different episodes. And, um, you know, it's probably a little bit more typical of your um, – uh, watching experience in that, you know, most porn that I've ever watched, you know, I watch about five minutes at a time. These are only a half hour, so hopefully you guys can tough it out a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be giving those out. Uh, why don't we go ahead and kind of launch um, what we're doing with that. Um, what we're going to be asking for is the first four people that can hop on Twitter um, and you can either you can tweet at Natty P Radio Show or at Stay Classy SBCC, uh, and if you um, tweet now, um, tweet I love pound femme, femme fatales. Send it right now, and uh, the first five people. I like that old school pound because I, I don't understand when people call it a hashtag. I know that's the thing now, oh, a hashtag. You know, but I, I I like that the old school pound because. You know, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself old, but I remember back in the day, that's what that was. It was a pound sign. <laughs> I totally forgot that I even said that, you know, because whenever <laughs> I see it, that's the first thing I think of. So, yeah, we're going to be giving those away. And uh, this show is uh, being recorded live, which is obvious because everything's live when you record it. But we're actually uh, going to be playing the show on Sunday, and um, so this uh, contest is going to be going on. Uh, until Sunday, uh, the first four people that can, again, tweet at Natty P Radio Show or at a Classy SDCC, uh, just post that up there. And the first four people that we see, I'm sorry, five people that we see, we're going to be saying, you guys, uh, we will contact you and see how we can send you Femme Fatale Season 2 DVDs, okay? Um, so uh, Comic-Con, again, it's a huge collection of um, – interesting people and stuff and, and parties and good times. Uh, what we're going to be bringing you, uh, I guess we, we have a guest coming up in about four minutes, but uh, part of the access there and uh, as, as being a member of the press is that you get to attend press rooms. And so I attended uh, the TV Guide press room 
Um, I attended. Um, I didn't even know Haven this was that, still a TV guide. Well, and I, you know, as I'm, you know, now a member of the press, I have to do a little bit of homework here now. And what TV Guide is doing is they're kind of trying to be, kind of the 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 gatekeepers of television, you know, because yes, a TV Guide is completely obsolete, you know. But what they're trying to do is to kind of position themselves as kind of the you know, TV masters, you know. And so what they did in this particular panel was they brought out, you know, just some of the greats. And so uh, one of the TV Guide panels, um, you know, had Roseanne Barr, it had uh, William Shatner, it had um, um, Newman from Seinfeld, um, Wayne Knight, I think is his name. Um, And TV Guide also sponsored, and there was a huge panel there, Uh, it was the 10-year anniversary. Am I saying that right? No, it's 20-year anniversary now. Uh, the X-Files. Has it been 20 years? Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has been. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's the 20-year anniversary of the X-Files. David Duchovny, Jillian Anderson were both there. uh, And, you know, it was just a huge event um, to have these two guys on the stage again um, or together again. You know, it was just a big event. Uh, One of the... I'm a big David Duchovny fan, and he's... To me, he's like the Charlie Sheen without um, without the drama. You know, he's had his you know he's had his issues and you know and, and stuff, and he they basically uh, made a show about it. You know, with um, yeah. Californication, and, you know, but he hasn't uh, you know it hasn't really. I mean, he was in the tabloids a little bit here and there, but not uh, not the way uh, Charlie Sheen. Uh, has uh, come through, and I, I think some of that was at work. Some of that was, uh, you know, just to just to make some waves. But he, um, I mean, we definitely. Well, uh, and, you know, it's. I I I would say that it's it's not like he hasn't had his bouts of trouble. I mean, he was a um, at, he was in a institution or whatever for being. I think he was hooked on sex. Does does that sound right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's had some kind of run-ins here and there. I know he had a big fight with Fox back in the X-Files days because they were fighting over, you know, some of the money and some of the rights. So it's not that he's, you know, been clean. Um, you know, I just think that he's uh, – he just seems to be a little bit more smooth with it than um, a guy like uh, Carlos Espedes, as he's now being called. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was a really big moment. Uh, the – the other kind of big event there was, um, of course, you know, anything having to do with Superman was a big deal. This is the second. Oh yeah, that's the, the movie coming out and everything. And uh, yeah, that was the know. big news. That was the that was the uh, very the the biggest news was that the the next Superman movie is going to be a Superman versus Batman or a Superman Batman crossover, you know, kind of movie, and. It was surprising. Which is, which is uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, that's something that uh, yeah. that's too big to talk about now. I think we should because we have a guest coming up. Let's uh, take a quick break and um, then we will come back uh, with a guest, and we're definitely going to have to touch go back to that because uh, it's just um, that's. I mean, that's some big news. I mean, that's. I mean, that's Comic Con is definitely the place to. Um, to announce stuff like that, I know there's been a, been a there was a lot of stuff uh, kind of announced there of, of you know possibilities of what's in the works and stuff like that. But uh, you know, I mean that that's uh, that's something I 
you know, I, I hesitate sometimes with these, when you know, the remakes. Of, well, this isn't a me remake, but some of these um, comic book movies. You know, I mean, Batman has been done ad nauseum. You know, a bunch of you know, and some of them were much better than others. And you know, the Hulk is one of the ones that, in my opinion, is you know, um, not some of the better uh, superhero movies. But um, you know, that's just my opinion. But there's, there's a lot of promise there, and I just hope that right. um, you know it, it comes together the way that you know we we I think anybody who you know has uh, kind of grown up well, at all. This I mean, is I mean, my he he is my favorite of the like big superheroes. You know, I, I'm a big Superman fan. The the best movies have been the Batman movies. Uh, but I just think that it's just a little too early to be mixing these two guys. You're trying to launch Superman right now, trying to get him off the ground, you know, literally, and uh, you're going to be mixing it up with Batman so early. You know, it just seems like they're getting a little desperate. Um, so, anyway, you wanted to take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick break, and because uh, I know, like I so said, we have a guest coming up uh, real quick, so, uh, you know, I mean, we can go on about, um, I mean, there's so many different movies based on the comic books of, of that have been made and that are, you know, they're, they're either in the works now and, and you know, and then there's, some, you know, what you can postulate on, on what might be coming and what a lot of fans probably would want to be coming, but for well, now... As soon as you throw Batman and Superman in there, it's a whole other ballgame. You know, so, yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, five years ago, you'd be like, yeah, okay, that's, that's the Freddy versus Jason thing back when... You know, and, and back in the '90s, where it's like, oh, they're gonna make this movie. They're gonna make this movie. Alien vs. Predators, right? Yeah. You know, so. Um, but now we're gonna uh, we'll listen to um, some Necro um, for uh, a couple minutes, and then we'll be back. Yo, it's Necro, the sexist, the porn king, show me your breast, it says, I'm the best of it. The foul shit, bounce with me, degrading, depraving, the voucher you're naked on the couch with me. Bitch, get you fucking your ass through your fishnets, cutting queefs, you're bound to eat shit next. A tit fast, I'm fucking dumb blonde, but my dick is numb, whole lick the scum. Sticking a gun in your cunt, for fun, faking, making believe, I'm raping you, choking, you make you cum. It's edge play, be careful, fuck around and murder you by mistake, and leave you dead in a bed slay. Not my intention, you lick prick till your lips rip, your hips split in your cryptic, explicit to this. And you endos, watch in the windows, bimbo dipped in bimbos. Short black leather skirt, stomach tattoo, glitter panty, sexy belt, had to have you. Ridiculous pussy lips, I predicted you'd be addicted to my dick once you licked it. Bend you over backwards, upside down, reverse, it's more perverse, fucked on the floor first. To a raw verse, ripping your clothes off, blow my nose off on your head, then I don't know. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? He rich like me. As you take her anytime to show, show you what you need, what's your name? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? He is he rich like me? As you take her anytime to show, show you what you need to. The raunchiest, raunchy tits I'm the horniest fornicating, torturing clits A porn genius with a long penis Digging up in your organs Jigging you, stabbing you, frigging you I'm too big for you You got a tight sphincter You need one in the pink and one in the sink To look with magentas Tripping out of your ass, I'll come in your drink Pissing your face, spit in your mouth Fuck what you think Shit on your blouse, saying Kick you out of my house Naked and slut, take it That's what initiation's about An official occasion to go all out Fuck a bitch in the ass Till a colon falls out Rubbing oil all over your fat round ass Smack it, abuse it, lick it, then pound it fast Stick it continuously 
when I get in you, I send you wrestling Pin you to the board and generously Fuck your G-spot rapidly, happily, dappily To the boom bap the beat The sex is set, the neck to break And blow up the bitch, go get your hair fixed Prepare your left, so fellatio Your spacey hold, the ratio of your brain is usable is way too low, you're made to blow You're a delicious, nutritious dish A fish and a fish a bitch Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? He rich. Is he rich like me? Has he taken any time to show, to show you what you need? What's your name? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? He rich. Is he rich like me? Has he taken any time to show, to show you what you And then all of a sudden, I hear him scream. And he goes, 
be scared, be freaking so amazingly scared. And he was trying to shake up one of the other actors to make him, like, oh, no. so scared. And then I'm like, I hear that, and I'm like, oh, oh, there he is, there's the cue. And then, obviously, and then this, anything, you know, turns. And and um, and so this blooper on the blooper rail, there's just different shots because he's done different episodes where you just hear this director, like, <laughs> like reaming the actors, trying to get them into the, yeah, really into it. So uh, never hands-on, but he's just verbally, like, it was amazing. I, I loved it. So, and of course, when and, you're um, killing people and the killing goes wrong, that's on the bloopers as well. It's it's hilarious. Well, and um, I I was doing some some uh, back some research on the show, and it says that every episode, which is only a a half hour long, but that every mm-hmm. episode only is is filmed in three days. Is that your experience? Yeah. On the show? Yeah, basically they have such an amazing, like our crew, everyone, from wardrobe to, you know, finding the locations um, to, you know, to the grips, everyone. Everyone gets along so well, and we work so fast together that it's seamless. It literally is seamless. And, and you know, when you're shooting in three days, it has to be. Like there can't be any issues or problems. So I've been so lucky to work with a group of people who, you know, get along so well. Can you, um, if, it's been my, um, I have enjoyed watching this show, but for those of the uh, listeners that have never, ever, ever seen it, can you try to explain what this show is? Because I think it's incredibly unique. Go ahead. I mean, so basically, um, I mean, Femme Fatale is like there was the magazine and, you know, and, and on the covers there's just, you know, very influential and powerful women and, um, basically, these guys came together, Mark Altman, Steve Kurzier, along with, you know, HBO, and um, which brought out Cinemax, and, and basically, they've come together to create this show of powerful women, and, and the femme fatale, you know, when you think of the, the definition, you or when you think about it, you, you automatically think, like, evil villain, um, but that's not always the case. They've created a show that... Every episode is a different storyline. So, first of all, it's easy to follow. You don't have to watch the whole episode. But um, there's comedy, sci-fi, thriller, action, and every episode has women in it that they either start out as a femme fatale of being the evil villain and, you know, creating havoc, or there's innocent girls who come into certain situations and they have to become a femme fatale to overcome that, you know, what they've been confronted with. Um, cheating husband or, you know, evil villains who set up a plan and rob banks. Um, like, it's it's just, there's so many different scenarios. You, you will never get bored with this show. And because they're all um, different storylines, the music is amazing. So it's it's a... Can I say ass? It's a badass women's show. You it's empowering. We are on okay. You can say whatever you want. It's just a very, very empowering show for men and women to watch. Men like to watch it because, you know, it, they ought, that, ought, that often don't see women in these powerful roles, you know. I mean, we grew up back in the day. It's like, and I'm not that old, but, you know, men had these roles of being the mob mm-hmm. boss. And and now we've created a show where these are women roles. It's like like one of the girls, Nikki Griffin, she's the mob boss. Um, like it's 
really enjoyable to see. And then, again, for women, it's empowering because it's, it's us being able to take control and, and, and yeah. live it out. Well, and it's it's not just um, it's not just a excuse to be looking at beautiful women, although that's kind of a nice you know <laughs> when it comes to watching the show, right? Yeah, no, it is. It's filled with gorgeous women who are also mm-hmm. talented and 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 badass. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you guys don't even let us. Um, there's no real mystery here. The the very first thing you see as you start a show, it gives you the definition of what a femme fatale is. And I'm just going to go ahead and um, I was actually going to I was going to try to read it. It's a a irresistibly attractive woman, especially one mm-hmm. who leads men into uh, especially one who leads men into difficult, dangerous, or disastrous situations. It's a siren, yeah. and so that actually kind of reminds me about something. I've seen a few of these shows. It doesn't really end well for the men in the show, does it? No, no. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of, yeah. They, um, look, we all men and women, we all do wrong, but sometimes men, I feel like, take advantage of women. So uh-huh. this show <laughs> is the women getting revenge. There's a few people that survive, and you may see, I mean, this whole show happens in the same town. So characters uh-huh. will go in and out of episodes. So yeah. if you do watch the show from beginning to end, you'll see them in and you know throughout, and you'll follow, and that'll be exciting for you. But uh, but most of the men, yeah, they don't see the next show. <laughs> and it's also don't make with it people in... that you already know too. I mean, you have um, I saw Eric uh, Roberts has been on a few shows. Yeah, like a Fox has been on a Fox. few shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ashley Hamilton. Um, Ashley yeah, Hamilton. there's there's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ashley Hamilton. He just did um, Iron Man. There's there's a good group of people that um, Chris O'Donnell. They come into the show because it's it's basically it's shot so well. And even when you watch it on big screens, I mean, it's it's cinematic. Um, but they they are so excited to get a script that they actually get to you know to be taken advantage of or play a character that's so unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about your character, and um, are you coming back? So my character, yeah, my character uh, um, has already been back. Um, I can't really give word or put anything out there on third season, Mm -hmm. but I basically, um, my character is Dr. Holly Brown, and my first episode that I was introduced to the show was Haunted, and there's a guy who wants to sell his home, but it's been rumored to be haunted, and he can't sell it for millions of dollars when, you know, people think that it's it's rotten. Right. So he hires, like, you know, the fright finder shows that are out there. They go into homes, and they stay the night, and they video, you know, record everything. He hires a team, and then he hires myself to do a seance to try to prove to everyone that it's not haunted. But in reality, it is, and then we catch all that stuff on camera. So I do a seance. My character is one of the characters who start out as a good, you know, a good person, and I become um, possessed by the demons from the seance, and I become a soul-sucking succubus, if you want to say that five times fast, (laughs) where basically these people are being murdered in there because there's a ghost who's a soul-sucking succubus who's sucking the life out of them. So that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool because I got my revenge. I kind of was able to let out some some steam maybe about men in my past that it's like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to suck your soul out. <laughs> <laughs> Gladly. So, um, uh, and then I come back, I come back in the, uh, the 
season finales as well. And uh, and again, I can't say anything on third, you know, third season, but uh, but it's been a lot of fun. And I'm into that stuff. I'm into haunted stuff. And then because we intertwine with the shows, it's great because then I was Reggie Hayes. He was in Speed Date. We did mm-hmm. the season finale together, which his is comedy and mine is like horror, serious sci-fi. So then when you combine the two, it's it, it's magic. And and um, what was his name again? Reggie Hayes. Okay. okay. Uh, and we uh, we actually have um, Madison is actually going to be coming onto the show in about uh, ten minutes. I love Maddie. Maddie and I are working you, on uh, we have more projects together called Monster School. But um, can I what? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you can about you Monster give us a question, School. Then? You have yeah. a little. Uh, you know, you you're, uh, have a producer credit on that also. How does it feel to be um, yeah. some, some behind the scenes also? You know what? It's, it's, I love it. There's so many things, you know. It's one thing I love performing and being an actor, but, um, you know, I've started dabbling in the producing and, and really learning what's going on on the other side. And it keeps you busy as well. And, and I'm also getting involved in, um, you know, charity events like we're doing. I'm skydiving, you guys. Oh, I'm nervous. Um, I'm doing it. In Santa Barbara, it's an 18,000-foot uh, jump, and it's the fight against human trafficking. So wow. you can follow it. Um, yeah, it's it's something that's, you know, it's really an issue, and um, I'm glad to be even a part of that. So you guys can follow that on Twitter, 18, hashtag 18 for 18. And, um, and then the site goes up live tomorrow, Stay Classy. It's basically, it's a flash fundraiser, though. It's 12 days before the jump. And I'm jumping with uh, Anna Camp, who I was in the help with, and Alexis Knapp from Project X. We've got Anna Lynn McCord jumping again. And then um, Sardine Swan, she's the one who has, like, brought, you know, this into her own hands and made this project possible for the last three years. So I, I just I'm finding myself in, involved in different things that I'm really, really just with my full heart, like giving it my all. So um, and Maddie will tell you more about the monster school stuff too. Um, it's going to be like a Harry Potter meets X Men, and it's teens that you know they hit puberty and they start morphing into monsters. So there's an academy, and the academy is run by Doug Jones. You've seen him like Silver Surfer, Gary Graham. Well, we know him. Um, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Nicholas Brendan from Buffy the Vampires, Claire Kramer. So Tony Todd. And Tony Todd, yeah, 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 which we have the graphic novel and the animation series, and then the film is in pre-production. So um, basically it's like when, you know, you're you're in the business and you just try and, like, as far as the producing stuff goes, like it's it's connecting the dots and just making it happen. So I feel well, really blessed to be part of it. And it's also just about being you are responsible for everything now. Right, as a yeah. producer, isn't that like that is why you're going to get paid? Is because you're just responsible for you know the whole thing happening, all the headaches. Yeah, yeah, it's it's making sure that everyone everything is where it's supposed to be and moving along, and yeah. <laughs> but it's <laughs> well, you know just, it's, it's really it's self fulfilling. So I'm, I'm I feel so blessed. I feel so lucky to be a part of. I mean, the Fem Show has we've you know we've gone to the festivals. We we've really put out this show that you know really. Like honors and dates back to, you know, the film noir anthology stuff in the past, and uh, and then this new thing with the new, you know, hype for and like for vampires and monsters, and and it's it's just really nice. And then the charity, you guys, 
please check out that charity, 18 for 18. So. We are always happy to help. <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we do. Uh, we are looking forward to the Fam Fatale season three coming up. I I hope you guys are picked up for a, a another season. And remember, yeah. um, all the all the Natty listeners, we are giving away copies of the complete second season, Fam Fatale's DVD collection. All you gotta do is tweet us at Natty P Radio or at Stay Classy SDCC. And all you got to do is say, I heart, hashtag, send for towels. And when we see you, we'll contact you and we'll send you a copy of these things. You really want this. This is an excellent collection. Every episode is only a half hour long. And you get to see the very lovely and beautiful Tiffany Brower in several of them. <laughs> and you guys can follow me on at Tiffany Brower on Twitter. And I'll, uh, I'll let you know about season threes and maybe movies in the future for Pen for Towels. <laughs> So just okay. keep, and then also when you follow me on Twitter, you know the charity and and Monster School, everything's on there. So. And that's right. again. It's, it's stay classy. Stay classy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Stay classy is the website that you can find out for the it's charity form. And or. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Stayclassy.com and then Twitter. Everybody's on Twitter these days. Twitter's like the new newspaper and entertainment. Um, hashtag eighteen for eighteen. Fight against human trafficking. Okay. And have, have you gone skydiving before? I'm sorry? Have you gone skydiving before, or this is a new thing? I have not. Oh, I have so you're, not. You're going along with the charity. And, uh, I know. Anna, Anna's that. like, oh, my gosh, are we really doing this? Have you been before? I'm like, no, but we're in it together. You know, because the idea of it, you know, like I said, it's like these girls, they face their fears, like, every day, and they go through these horrible situations, and, and some of them are never rescued, and that's what we're trying to rescue them. And, so for one day, though, I mean, this is, like, serious. We have to – it's the fastest planes that go up in the air. You have to wear an os- um, oxygen mask wow. while you're up there because it is that high. Wow, that's so for one day, we can – yeah. Right. And you cannot we, let them down. You cannot no. put out Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, we're – no, I'm doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's something like, you know what, we're so blessed, and, and we can risk our lives one day and, and have that fear and, and to really feel that, like, if, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it, and I hope that the word gets out there. And I know it will. It will. They've been doing it for three years. We have a great, we have a great people in support of it. You know, musicians and actors and, and, and everyone around the world. And and it's not just our voices. Like we may be heard more, but it's everyone. If everyone goes onto Twitter and everyone tweets about it, and you know, and the fundraisers come in, we have a chance. We can save these people. We can help them and and bring awareness and and you know pull them out. So there'll be some girls, um, even for this charity, there'll be some girls that uh, we're going to, you know, bring out. And, and when you, you know, talk to them and you meet them and, and you look in their eyes, it's it's, it's, it's really, really meaningful and touching. So. Well, we can yeah. tell that you're really serious about this, and we're going to do our best to, to help you out. That's um, hashtag Thank 18. I saying that correctly. Mm-hmm. And it's also check out stayclassy.com. Get involved with mm-hmm. this thing. Help Tiffany Brower out and uh, pick up a – pick up a season or two of the Femme Fatale's uh, DVD. Um, Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on the air with us. It so was welcome. a pleasure speaking with you. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Comic-Con. This is a Comic-Con recovery show, but we're going to have to catch Comic-Con's up. Comic-Con's awesome. I love Comic-Con. <laughs> I know my voice is still, my voice is still like uh, healing from Comic-Con because you're, you're, you're so excited and you're talking to everybody who's equally excited <laughs> in, in the same thing, whether it's comic books or the movies that they bring in. 
or, you know, comics that are now coming to life through Marvel and, and all these Absolutely. great action movies. It's it's exciting. I, I love Comic-Con. All right, all right. Well, thanks again, Tiffany, and we will keep in touch with you, okay? All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys, so much. Thanks, Tiffany. Thanks. So Bye. That was Tiffany Brower. Star she of was Hotel. a delight. She was a yeah, delight, she, wasn't she? Yeah, she was a sweetheart. You know what? Um, what surprises me, and this is, and this just shows how much of a brute and a barbarian that I am, is that, you know, when you see somebody who looks like she does, and she is just beautiful. I mean, she's fantastic. And you think that a girl like that can just show up on a you know, on a TV set or whatever, and she's going to stand in a place and say a line, and that's going to be the end of it. But, no, this girl understands, you know, she, she understands it so well that she's producing her own thing. You know, uh, she's just so impressive. So I was, it was a real delight to have her on the, on the program. Is, that's one of the most fun things about being here on uh, the Maddie P Radio Happy Hour is getting to, you know, talk to some of these people in person. There's one thing... You know, you watch them on air, and like you said, sometimes, you know, they, you know, you think, oh, it's just another pretty face in Hollywood, and, you know, and, and some people are just, you know, very genuine and and just very smart, and they have a lot of talent, and and you know, not just, you know, in in uh, not just as another pretty face, you know, but but they, you know, behind the camera, they, there's a lot that goes on, and uh, you know, it's 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 really fun to to be a part of of that, and, and kind of get some yeah. of that story. Right. This is it's it's about access, you know, and uh I think that when you're when you're first seeing this and I think people when they first get to a Comic Con type setting, um, that you're like going in there and all of a sudden a guy that you've been watching on T V um is right in front of you, you know, and um I had this feeling with uh, Eddie James all you know, he's uh, he's the captain in um Battlestar. Um and the first time I saw him, this is the guy who played Jaime Escalante in Stand and Deliver. He was in American Me. You know, he's one of the greatest actors of our time. And I'm looking at this guy, uh, William Adama, you know, and I'm looking at this guy for the first time, and you just get nervous. You know, they, they almost stop being real people in that moment. And it's only when you just start, to, when you go up and say hi or when you kind of just kind of crack that door open a little bit, you know, they're just guys. You know, they're just normal people, and it's and, uh, oh yeah, it's about and, and, access to that moment. Mm-hmm. And most of them, I mean, with there is some exceptions. There's some people that we've had on that, uh, you know, I won't name names. That you know, if I had to do it over again, I would have booked somebody else. But um, <laughs> yeah. you know, for the most part, a lot of them are just you know. I mean, there's a reason why they're on on camera is because they just I, have personalities. And like I said, I mean. You know, you're, you're, I mean, we're based in New York, and we, you know, um, you know, so I don't make it out to uh, California all the time, and that's why uh, Mark steps in and attends a lot of these events on the West Coast. But, you know, uh, myself and Maddie and, and some of the other staff on the show, we do make it out to different conventions and, and things like that in order to, uh, you know, stay on top of things. And, and uh, you know, and some of these people, you, you know, you, you know, some of them, you know, either they were guests. Or you know you, you meet and say hey you know we'd love to have you on and and just some of it's just it's sometimes it is a little intimidating because wow these guys are just big names and 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 then when you meet them in person it's 
you know, some of them are just, they're so warm and inviting and say, oh, hey, it's like, you know, they, you know, put the face to the name, like former guests, and go, oh, it's awesome, you know, it's so great, you know, like, so good to see, you know, it's it's really great that, uh, you know, to see some of these people and you're happy that they're successful because they just seem so, you know, the genuine personalities come across, but. Um, yeah. And a lot of them are just dropped dead beautiful like Tiffany Brower <laughs> you know so that's a whole other thing um, we should probably uh, take another short break we're going to try to bring our our uh, second guest out Madison Dillon also from Femme Fatales um, and she's actually trying to she's probably trying to call me now if we can go to commercial real quick we'll try to get her on the line all right let's say let's hear a song from uh, a friend of the show Eli Porter with uh, Lil John. Thank you. You don't like me. I don't like you. Hey. You don't like me. I don't like you. You don't like me. Hey. I don't like you. You don't like me, nigga. I don't like you. Rico gets back, we'll be able to uh, 
bring you our second guest. Uh, she, again, is from the Femme Fatales uh, hit show on Cinemax. And uh, to celebrate this great event, we are going to be giving away the complete second season on DVD of Femme Fatales. So if you, if you haven't already heard, all you got to do is hop on our Twitter feeds. We are at Maddie P Radio, um, or you can actually go to our Comic-Con um, Twitter feed, and that's at Stay Classy SDCC. Either one of them will do the job. You can't get two of them, so if we see you there twice, you're only going to get one. But uh, the first five that we see on there, uh, we will contact you shortly after, and we're going to send you a complete second season of Femme Fatale. So all you got to do is post. Um, post it to us, with us, uh, and all it has to say on there is I heart hashtag femme fatales, and you line because the show is excellent. So, um, and, if, and if you heart femme fatales, you're gonna love our next guest. She's one of the stars. Her name is Madison Dillon. Let's get her on now, Mark. All right, Madison, are you there? Hey, I'm here. Yes. Hi, guys. Hello. How's it going? It's going really good. I have to say, first of all, Maddie P is like my real nickname, too. My real last name isn't Dylan. It's Patrick. So I go by Maddie P. <laughs> <There> <laughs> kind of cool. So this is really I throw that in there. happy hour. <laughs> That's, That's right, awesome. baby. <laughs> Double whammy. <laughs> Where are you calling from? Are, are you in California? Yes, I am. I'm in California right now. Beautiful. Are, are you from California? Oh, my gosh, no, actually from Kansas. So yeah. back with, you know, Dorothy, Toto, and all of them. Yeah, you're not in Kansas me. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Exactly. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that one, but yours is very original. Sorry, oh, well, I say it. Nico is the king of originality. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that thank you funny. so much for coming on with us. I mean, this is a it's a pleasure to uh, speak with you. Uh, you know, I am a very recent fan of this of this, of this this show of yours. Um, and the whole oh, reason yeah. why I even heard of it, yeah, well, I was at the Comic-Con panel last year. I don't know, were you there last year at the, the Comic-Con panel for Pentatiles? Yes, I was, yeah, the last three years we've been there. Oh, my yeah, God, I'm well, so happy you could make it. Well, and last year they, they like, stuck you guys, like, at 7 p.m. on a Saturday night or something. So there was, like... There was like five of us in this room, and that does not reflect badly on Fenfit's house. It's just that it's so late, and everybody's so burnt out. And I felt so like you guys were there for, you know, it was a small audience, and we were there, and we had just great access to you guys, and just really fell in love with the show at that moment. And I'm just happy to have you on the, on the Maddie P. Radio Happy Hour. So thanks again. Oh, my gosh, thank you so much. That's amazing. It, you know, it kind of sucks that we were at that time slot because they had the masquerade going on, too. And I, I mean, goodness, I'm a huge cosplayer, so I love watching this stuff. So it kind of uh-huh. sucks, but it's all right. It was a panel, and it was, it was our panel, so I can't complain there. <laughs> it, yeah, it's good. Right. And um, no one can compete to the masquerade at Comic-Con. I mean, that's, you know, no right? one, that's the biggest thing oh to do there, God. right? Exactly. Yes, completely. You know, it's so funny because, like, normally I dress up as, like, do you know X-Men? Are you familiar with the X-Men at all? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, do you know who Dazzler is? Because I'm a huge Dazzler fan. Oh, my gosh. So I normally, I cosplay as her. And uh-huh. um, it's pretty cool because, like, the last time, like, last year at Comic-Con, I'm walking by and I run into Stan Lee. 
And he looks over, he's like, oh my Dazzler. God. And he yells out, Dazzler. And I'm dressed up. And I go, oh. so someone's like, Stan. Oh, my gosh. He goes, well, you're the best Dazzler I've ever seen. You can dazzle me any day. Oh, he <laughs> does not say that to you. Oh, my God. I know. I know. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> and my super geek, just, of course, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> did you completely just lose your shit when he said that? Oh my God. I, did. I actually went up and gave him a hug. I'm a huge hugger and kisser. Like, I kiss people on the cheek all the time. And I hug them like crazy. So when he said uh-huh. that, I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you. It was really fun. Uh-huh. It was really cool. Yeah, I'm a pretty big boy. <laughs> well, good for you. And I guess, so, and, you know, uh, part of our questions, you know, uh, part of our list of questions, we do want to hear your experiences on being on the show. But also, we want to know of your experience at, uh, of being at Comic-Con. And um, one of the things that I'm always very interested in is, you know, what did you think before you went there? Because I do feel that there's, like, this perception of what Comic-Con is. So what did you think before you got there? And how or, or you know, if, if it changed, how did that perception change when you left? Okay. So my first time at Comic-Con was three years ago. And everybody's talking it up, like, you know, you know, half of the people are like, oh, we love Comic-Con. You're going to have such a blast. It's amazing. There's so many people there. The other half is like, they hate Comic-Con. They don't like the people there. But, you know, like, <laughs> I'm a geek at heart, so I was kind of excited to just experience it. And I knew you could dress up. So, of course, it's like Halloween year-round. They're like every single day there. So it's great. So, you know, going into it, I was a little bit nervous, like, just being around, like, so many people because I get claustrophobic, and I was like, I don't know what to expect, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, it's such a busy first day, too, it's like, interview here, then go to a booth, and then, you know, you wanted to see the place, too, well, so going in there, I was super stoked, but then leaving, I was beyond stoked, I feel like I was, like, in heaven, literally, I still, to this day, say it's, like, heaven on earth, like, Comic-Con, I love it, oh. I get so excited to just go, <laughs> pretty badass, it's amazing. That's so exactly that was probably my first experience. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah, really? Well, I, I, I've been going to that. I've, I've been going to Comic-Con probably for 10, 10 years now, maybe 11 years now. And it's, it only about five years ago got this big. I mean, it was, it was big, but not like this. Uh, and I heard it, that. Yeah, it's this incredible It's crazy because we went to... <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Right? Yeah, I know. It's a party. Like, at nighttime, you have no idea. That was one of the things. I had no idea what to expect. Like, of course, you hear those parties or whatever. You're like, you're thinking they're at a restaurant. But they were, like, full-blown, like, parties. And you're like, whoa, whoa. Look at this. Every single night, there's, like, ten. <laughs> you're like, what in the world? I'm so, like, not a party girl normally. But, you know, out there, it's like you're on vacation kind of, too. So it's like, okay, you know, give me a cocktail now, you know. <laughs> it's so nice. It was funny, though, interesting enough, we went to um, Phoenix Comic Con in May for um, a, I went there for actually a different project, but it was interesting to see that one compared to the San Diego one, and I felt it was more, like, based around comic books, where um, people have told me, I don't know, you could tell me, actually, that San Diego used to be more about comic books, but then gradually it started getting more, like, more about TV and film, too. Yep. yep. I like that. I think it's great. That is, that is, San Diego has grown to just anything to do with entertainment really i mean it's 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 become such a huge show well, oh, it's, God, it's, thank it's, you. it's about the pop culture and you know it's it's the popular arts and that's actually part of the comic con title it's a you know it, it it's a celebration of the popular arts and yes that means you know if if this was the stone age it would have been called the 
Stone Carving Con or something, right? <laughs> but now it should be Comic Con, Movie Con, Television Con. It's all those things in one in one wonderful, beautiful place, and it's filled with beautiful people. And one, and we're on the phone with them right now. You are here, uh, and you're here to represent. You are one of the femmes, right? You're one of the femmes to pals. Correct. Yes, I'm one of the Femme Fatales. And actually, my Femme Fatale is my favorite, and I'm not just saying it because of that. I really like her. I think she's a badass character. She's just amazing. Oh, my goodness. Tell us about her. It's great. So yeah, well, I play Alexis, mm-hmm. and um, there's like different kinds of Femme Fatales, first of all. So there's like you have your manipulative ones, you have your bitchy ones, you have your sweet, innocent ones. Well, my character basically plays a kind of a – she plays an act, so she plays this kind of dumb, ditzy, charming act, and she kind of is supposed to lure the guys in, but really she's the intelligent one, and she's coming up with these, like, plots and these schemes to kill everybody, like, to kill the men that have wronged her. So it's pretty awesome, because she has a, basically I say that there's good femme fatales and bad femme fatales. There's not really bad femme fatales, but in this case, there's some that don't have any reason for killing, and they just kill, and then there's some that literally they just, you know, they, they have this reason. They have this backstory. So it's cool to watch every episode, and you can see how the femme fatale became that femme fatale. And if you watch, like, episodes of like Bad Medicine, which is first season with um, with Robert Lafardo, uh, basically the femme fatale is Christine Donlin, and she's it's the story of a femme fatale of how she's basically the epitome of a femme fatale. It's a real deal. And so it's cool to watch that episode. It's, like, number two, I think, of the first season, the second episode, but it's great to see that, and then it's cool towards the end of the season, people are start, starting to be brought back, so it makes all the femme fatales interact with each other, and it mm-hmm. makes it almost like it's its own separate world of Cuesta Verdes, where all the femme fatales live. So it's very cool. We've been starting to film some, like, little shots here and there. We went to Spain and filmed some shots, like a movie, basically with, like, five or six of the femme fatales together, you know, just walking around, and it's, it's very cool to see how these storylines and how they move forward. They actually took you guys all to Spain. Oh my gosh, yes, it was so amazing. We went to the Sidges Film Festival because it was shown over there. So they took like seven of us girls to Spain. Oh my goodness, they've taken us there and then like France and stuff. They're, they're very generous. It's like a family, wow. too. It really is. Wow. And we go to yeah. promote the show, we go to work, but it's fun work. You know, you're hanging with your friends and. It's a great time, really. And it's fun to hang out with the other girls because, you know, a lot of them, a lot of people would think if you're not filming with these girls, you might you know, they put you all together. They might be catty or whatever, but literally the girls, like, I've made my best friends. Like, and people have a dirty sense of humor because I have a huge dirty sense of humor. I'm like a guy. <laughs> so, and, you know, when I hear this kind of stuff, everybody has the same sense of humor. We just joke and we laugh, and it's just a great time promoting and everything. So, is, love it. Is your... <laughs> Is your sense of humor the reason why you're on you all? You're a popular voice on Robot Chicken, correct? Oh, gosh, I love Robot Chicken. It's so funny. I was just talking to those guys today. Yes, uh-huh. I uh, love working with them. Which, it's funny which uh, voices I, do you uh, do? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I've heard, have you heard of the Animation Awards, the Annie Awards? Basically, mm-hmm. like the Academy Awards of Animation, I was being a presenter, and I do this man voice, so it's like this really deep, like, Literally, it sounds like a retarded, deep man voice. So I do this I kind of like my, my claim to fame for myself. Okay, I'll do it for you. So, um, you ready to voice first? <laughs> Go for it. Here, here it goes. Hello, my name is Gary Fox, and it's a pleasure to meet you today. 
It's great. Looking at your pictures here, I never would guess that that sound would come out of your your mouth. mouth. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh, I'm like a person. If you dare me to do something, I seriously cannot not do it. So you know, Uh I was like, people dare me to do it on stage, so I did it. And um, Seth Green and Matt Feiner, the creators of uh, Robot Chicken, were there, and they heard the voice, and they thought it was a voiceover. They thought somebody was doing it. I was like, kind of mouthing it up there, and you know, I was like, oh no, no, that was me. And they're like, no, no. And I was like, no, seriously, it was me. So, of course, I did it again. And, you know, just some other voices, just cracking jokes with them. And they asked me, they called my manager and was like, hey, you know, does she want to do voiceovers for us? Of course, I'm like, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie, you there? Yes, I'm here. I think we're losing. Okay. We lost you there for a second. Uh, uh, Oh, I'm so sorry. So they started saying that they. Oh yeah, so this, I was just saying that they that they had heard that voice and they started doing voices back and forth and they called my manager and says, you know, said, Hey, does you mind doing voiceovers for us? And I was like, Fuck yeah, I'll do that in a second. Like it's just that kind of stuff is just exciting to me, you know, and it's like one of my favorite shows in general. So started doing that. However, I've never used the man voice for them. I think it was just the thing that grabbed their attention. It's kind of a hard character to probably imagine <laughs> that voice for. So I normally do like mermaids and Cabbage Patch Kids, and my voice is high in general, so they use that to their advantage. And sometimes, you know, little boys. Like, I'll do, like, little boys. Well, it sounds really dirty, actually. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, We're little not that free of the FCC here. You know, we have we have some rules. Um, so uh, <laughs> let's go back to Comic-Con here for a second. Uh, did, you, did you get a chance to go to any of the other panels? You know, did you check out the Superman panel or – you know, the X-Files panel. Did you go somewhere else? Um, so I always go to the Star Smackdown panel. I love it. It's my favorite. It's basically like it's a – oh, Mark Altman, the creator of Finn Patel's, is the one that got me into, first of all, Star Trek. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. But he got me into this panel as well. And he says the most busy panel on Sundays is packed, like the whole room. There's not an empty seat. And it's about all of these starships, audience participates and gives them their favorite starships. And then they all go into battle at the end. And you could start choosing captains for the starship. The people go up to the microphone and yell out. They really use the fans. But then they have their team of experts that are on the panel that debate back and forth, like why this starship would beat this starship. And at the very end, it's something like the Enterprise wins with the captain is Captain Jack Sparrow or something ridiculous. But it's so funny. That, that sounds like what crying. people would expect of, of Comic-Con, you know, the, the – uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a total that is, right there. I totally – I was about to say that same thing, is that you have tipped over into full-on geek right now, by the way. That is <laughs> – I know. You it's have so made ridiculous. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's seriously – it's funny to see, like, the fans literally will start crying. Like, if their starship does not win, they're crying. <laughs> And I'm dressed as Bina, the Orion slave girl, you know, from Star Trek, the original F series. Yeah. I'm dressed as her without the wig on and everything. And I'm up there writing on the board. But I'm looking in the audience. I'm seeing these girls crying, girls, girls. And I'm like, oh, normally, you know, I would assume like guys would be the ones that are super into that kind of stuff. But no, these girls were amazing. And then literally, I think my heart opened up to them like even more. And I, since then, I cannot not go. It's like my favorite one. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm I've been hooked since I first went there. I, I uh when I, I actually got to sit next to Stan Lee once and he just kinda sat next to me 
and you know he's like doing that Spidey Friends voice, you know, and that that's just the way he talks, you know. He's just that's that's his voice. He's not even trying to be Dan Lee here, right? He is. And, yeah, and I, I just remember him just like um, he was like leaning over asking me what you know what was just said, you know, because he's you know he, the guy must be a hundred and something years old. He, he walks around, he's running around that whole place, and he owns the place basically. And I, oh, oh, I put my sure, arm on his sure. yeah. And I put my arm on his shoulder just to kind of say, you know, um, you know what, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, he's, yeah. he probably weighs 60 pounds, you know. He's this little tiny guy. But the biggest oh God, personality, isn't he just the biggest personality? He's electric. See, that's what I love about him. Yes, his personality. It's ridiculously yeah. amazing. It's like an yeah, excess, yeah. too. Right. Yes. And it just, it just got me hooked. And then I got to see Rosario Dawson in person once, and that, that was it. I'm I'm always coming back. Oh, no, so, that's... He's my girl crush, too. Oh, my gosh. I love her. It's, oh, my goodness. Love her. Such a oh, girl crush on her. She's very beautiful. Have you seen her in person? It's a different level yes. in person. Yes. Well, she was. And that's where it, yes, that's where uh-huh. it developed. It was in person. <laughs> right. And I was just like, was... oh, my God. She She's this little thing. She's got, like, these little tiny shoulders. She's just, you know, it, she, she was just, and she was gorgeous beyond belief. So that is oh, what Comic-Con yes. is. You get to see. Um, all these movie stars and all that stuff, but you also have access to them. You get to see them, talk to them almost. And sometimes you get to talk oh, to them. Sometimes you get to shake their hands, you know. Sometimes you even so end true. up at a party with them, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right next to them, like ordering a drink for them <laughs> yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's the one place you can, like, have a glamour and be a super geek in one. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. So when I you, hear you. Um, when you think back to this whole experience and your whole Comic Con and all that, who do you think are? How can I put this nicely? Who are the craziest <laughs> fans there? Are it is, is it the is it us Star Wars guys or is it the Star Trek guys? Is, you know, is it the vampire definitely. people? You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> definitely not that. Not definitely not you guys. But it's so funny that you say that because that's also one of the shocks that I had. Like I was wondering before I went to Comic Con my first, and I was like, what kind of fans are going to come up to you? Like what kind of yeah? What, what do you what, what to expect? Pretty much. Well, we had everything from female to male, and it was really cool to see the females come up. That was actually quite surprising to me to see the females. Like oh my gosh, I love your show. It's incredible. But the creepy fans were more of the fans that they. Okay, I have a really bad habit of giving out my phone number when I probably shouldn't. But when people take a really good picture and you're like, you're like, oh, I really love that picture. Can you text it to me? You realize that if they text it to you, now they really have your numbers. <laughs> so I don't know who it was. But I had this one guy. I'll, uh, he had a different name, but I'll name him Billy. But um, okay. he gave him my name or my number. And the whole next day I got about ten text messages you are so wonderful. You are incredible. I can't wait to oh, see you. No. Um, I, I'm coming by your booth today. Like, like all this stuff. So I was like, oh, that's so sweet. You know, it was really sweet. But then it started being at like 2 in the morning. Like I got like all these missed phone calls like from him. And I was like, who is this Billy character? Who is this? So I started to like remember. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. Well, then he shows up at the booth the next day with like a cape on. And like he comes in with a mask and a cape. And he zooms in like he's flying. And like I'm looking like, who is that? And he comes and it knocks into me. I'm like, whoa, like, what's, what's the deal? Wow. And then he comes and gives me a, a hug and kisses me on the neck, and I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. He's oh, like, no, now this really got creepy. <laughs> yes. And I was like, this is wow. the kind of fans you're like, oh, gosh, oh, I should, okay. I guess I kind of, like, 
stabbed myself in the leg with a fork when I said that. But I'm give my number, but you know, was that it's a the little last odd. Time you gave out your phone number? <laughs> I know, but I have to say I do love them all because they, they watch the show and I they're they're fans, so it's, it's great to see that. Mm. I think it's pretty mm. awesome. Yes. Yeah, and and you know what? You are basically your own comic book character now, really, right? Oh, when, exactly. When you, right. And that's, that's what's so cool. And it's um, actually amazing because I'm working on a, another movie right now with some of the girls from Femme Fatales, and we do have our own comic book, too, for that, too. So it's kind of cool to have one for one thing and one for another. Is that, is that Monster School? Because we were just talking it about that. Uh, Tiffany, Tiffany Brower was just on Before You Were, and so she she actually um, – Monster School came up, and it looks like a, like a great project, but she said to ask you about it. And so what are what are your thoughts on Monster School? Oh, my gosh, it's so funny because I am actually in the office working with her right now. It's really funny. Oh, my goodness. Um, So it's funny to know that she was fun. But Monster School is absolutely incredible. It's basically and um, it's basically a comic book, a graphic novel. There is a feature film we're filming in about March or April, and then it's like a franchise pretty much. We have a TV series following that. So it's basically a school for troubled children who learn to deal with their inner monsters. So these kids, it's like X-Men meets Harry Potter. So instead of turning yeah. into, like, instead of being a witch, they're monsters. So when they hit puberty, they start to transform. They don't know what's happening to them. And it, things start to happen. They're getting in trouble in school. The parents send them away to this like, crazy school. Like, oh, you know, they'll take care of them. But really, the school is taught by Doug Jones, Claire Kramer, Tony Todd. They all play themselves, which is kind of cool. It's kind of the twist as well. Basically, their whole storyline is, you know what, we're monsters in real life. The only true place you can show our face is on the screen. So, like, Tony Todd is wow. like, yeah, I'm really Candyman <laughs> in real life, and that's me. So, and, of course, Claire Kramer, Buffy, and, you know, Pan's Labyrinth with um, Doug. So we have great cast. We have Hercules, you know, like, everybody <laughs> plays themselves as, as the teacher. So our character, I go around with Tiffany Brower and Catherine Annette. So we always kind of, you know, travel travel to school together we walk by each other but what you learn is our monster is freaking awesome like when we transform into our monster we're we're seniors we're the oldest kids in school and you know we know we're monsters so we're helping the freshmen kind of through it and learn so our monster is transformed to like one body with three different heads and then you realize why we always travel together and we finish each other's sentences and <laughs> it's just really cool it's this very awesome. awesome well i oh my please God, put us on yeah. your on your invitation list when this thing, you know, is out in theaters, uh, we would definitely love to see it. And I have another very special request for you. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to ask you to send any images you have of yourself dressed up at Comic-Con, uh, send it to my email. I'm, I'm sure you still have it there somewhere. Are you kidding I, me? I will send you over and beyond. I will send you all kinds of them. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just images, that's excited. all you want. Whatever you want, I'll send. Hey, yeah, video, <laughs> video, audio, whatever you want to send, we're going to post them up. We're just, you know, we are very, very big fans of the of the Femme Fatales. I, I think this this Monster School looks like it's going to be a huge hit for you, too. Uh, it looks like you're, you know, it, it just looks like your career is blowing up, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a really, that's a cool, really cool concept, so. Yes. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. I will send you everything. Well, you know, when the first comic book comes out, too, I can send you that for Monster School. I would love it. As I'm well. in. I'm in. Okay. You know what? We're, we're uh, already wondering. We have the same name. So it's cool. We're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, 
for okay, so we are again. We're this is Madison Dillon. She's one of the femme fatales. I have one final question for you, and this is a yes, serious what one. What okay. are your responsibilities as a femme fatale? What does it mean to be a femme fatale to you? I think, in my personal opinion, the responsibilities of a femme fatale are to make sure that women aren't wronged in certain, like my character, for instance, my character wants to make sure her fellow femme fatales are okay, no matter what that means, if it means helping them get revenge on somebody or just making them feel empowered and they're they're the strong ones. And it is a strong character, and it's fun to play that strong character, too, because normally it's men on TV that are, like, the big, bad guys, you know, but these women are, yeah. like, awesome, and they're serious ass-kickers. And so I think you have to be an ass-kicker, first of all, but you have to be also very intelligent, and you have to be very witty, but you also have to use your sexuality in a way that it can help you as well. My character is kind of the comedic relief in this show, because it's not a comedy, really. Well, there are comedic episodes, but... It's, my character is kind of like, you know, she plays the act, the dumb dissy act. So you have to have that niche. You have to have know who you are and know how to use your strengths against others who are bad. Go people. on, girl. That's, a, that's exactly <laughs> right. I think you got the right answer there, so good. You got points for that. And, the, you know, <laughs> without getting too personal about this particular show, but this is something that, you know, uh, I'm a happily married guy. This is something that, you know, you and your wife, you and you and your spouse, you can sit down there and watch this movie and you know, it kinda gets you you know, <laughs> kinda gets you you know, kinda gets you revved up a little bit, you know what I mean? You can really enjoy it. And it's only a half hour long, so after yes. the show's over, you know Then things can get hot and heavy. <laughs> get busy, you know. <laughs> so it, it, it is a exactly. it is a great show, guys. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much. I really, I really have to say they did do the demo. They said like how many women fans you have and how many guy fans. I believe it was 51% male audience and 49% female audience, which is kind of cool to see. So women really do like the show, and I, yeah. I think it is great to watch with such significant other. Probably a lot of couples like Marky Mar- 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 said. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm so right with you guys. I'm happy you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Madison, for or, or Maddie, if thank I can you. call you. Uh, Thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, we are going to stay in touch with you. You know, we're going to be uh, we're going to keep our eyes on your career as it just blows up. We think that we're expecting some really really great great things. Not that it hasn't already happened, but you know, even bigger and better. So uh, we wish you all the best of luck as you continue your career. And we're going to be watching. And remember, we are giving away Ben Patel's second season DVDs right now. All you got to do is tweet us, uh, and your tweet has to say. I heart hashtag and fatals, and we'll send you one of these excellent collections. Thank you again, Maddie, for coming on the show. I will see you next year Thank at Comic Con. I'm going to go up to you. Yeah, this is this is Marquis. Maddie's off today, uh, but I will uh, definitely come up and find you. Okay. Oh my gosh, it was so nice to talk to you guys. I look forward to seeing you too. Feel free, bug me whenever you want to. <laughs> Thanks. Take care. Thanks, Maddie. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you in Monster School also. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm excited to do Monster School. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye-bye, Maddie. Take care. Wow, was that was a Madison good interview. Dylan, she is, she is a sweetheart. They they both were. I'm, I'm glad we had them on. It was a pleasure. Let's take another quick break. I am going to go, uh, since that uh, I'm kind of running the show today, I'm going to go uh, – 
with my little theme song here, since the whole show seemed to be my little soiree. So uh, I just need a little break. We're gonna we're gonna listen to uh, Rico's uh, theme song here.
welcome back. Uh, Matty P Radio's Comic-Con Recovery Hour. Uh, we are very energized from that interview with with Matty P. Yeah, coincidentally. Uh, Tiffany Brower as well. Um, he's a, we were, yeah, that's why he's awesome. He's recovering okay. from his sex change. And, you know, apparently, <laughs> yeah. and, and since last week he had a sex change and has done a lot. He's been on Robot Chicken. He's been on Femme Fatale and, and, and uh <laughs> I know, that doctor could get a Nobel Prize for making our Maddie look like that Maddie. You know, yeah, she look like that and, and, and go back in uh, time and do these, uh, you know, do unbelievable. Some, uh, some, some cool stuff. So but. during the break, uh, we're, uh, I was, and it feels like I have to hold a flag up for this Comic-Con thing because, you know, to, especially you guys that are on the East Coast who, have, who haven't had easy access to this thing. You know, you guys think it's a bunch of Star Trek guys and a bunch of nerds and all that stuff. And, yeah, there's plenty of that. There's no doubt. But there's, like, Maddie, you know, Maddie is there. Tiffany Brower is there. You know, and um, there's just these beautiful people having an excellent time, and you're you're rubbing elbows, you know, with, uh, with movie stars. Uh, a couple years ago, I'm crossing the street with Josh Brolin, you know, Hey, what's up, Josh? Hey, hey, man, what's going on? You know, that's how it is over there. So um, you're just as likely to cross the street with the big movie star as you are when you're walking down the gas lamp quarter, which is the kind of the popular strip in San Diego. You'll, like, look into a Starbucks, and there's a stormtrooper in line over there, or there's a Klingon down over there, and then there's a movie star on this corner. And now um, if you're going down in the gas lamp area, it's like Mardi Gras down there now. They like they like cut off the streets. There's all kinds of pedestrians walking in and out. There's just as many studios that will rent out the restaurants and the hotel lobbies and stuff outside the convention center as there almost are inside the convention center now. So it completely envelops this city. It takes it over. And the reason why we're calling this a recovery show is it's not just to talk about it, but it's also to kind of let out some of the air because – you exhaust so much energy getting there, partying, staying up late, getting up early, getting in that line, you know, <laughs> trying to buy that special edition, whatever that, that you're trying to do, trying to catch that panel. There were people in the Walking Dead panel that were camping out overnight to try to get into that Hall H, you know. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's just – it's. It's a it's a it's a phenomenon. I don't know why people would do that because they're just going to show trailers and talk about things that you know you're going to find out in about two months what Walking Dead is going to. You know, the 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 season's coming up. You don't have to wait into this room, but you know it's just part of the culture to do this thing. Um, so it is it is something that is uh, really 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 special here. So but, yeah, and, and, well, like, well, you alluded to before. There's a lot it. Sandy, I mean, there's Comic Cons all over the country, and there's all sorts of different conventions for you know, and, and for related to kind of the industry and entertainment or pop culture or, you know, or, or movies and and or that kind of stuff. And and it, but so San Diego has really become the convention as far as as that goes. It, it's it's the biggest. It's it's the most publicized, and there's a lot of big things like what we touched on before, you know, Superman versus Batman. I mean that's that's where that got announced. And you know yeah. and you said the Walking Dead and last year, you know, I mean, we don't want to give any spoilers away that it that that uh 
you know, what kind of a you know a secret little things there. But last year, I mean, they hinted to um, one of our former guests, Michael Ricker, coming back to the show. Right. And, that, and that's, I mean, that's what that's what that was announced. I mean, it's it's definitely. And for me, uh, when I, you know, I mean, that I, I was actually in that room for that particular panel. The the amount that okay, Walking Dead compared from last year to this year is a hundred times more popular, right? I mean, it's now the highest rated show on cable TV. So it's beating out, you know, Mad Men, Breaking Bad. It's beating out all those shows, you know. So, you know, last year I was able to wait in line at 8 in the morning and get in at 10 o'clock to see that. You know, this year you had to wait overnight to get in to see that particular panel. So it's a – this particular Comic-Con – it is a gauge to what is popular. It's not just a celebration of it. It's a gauge. It's a measurement stick to what's popular in today's culture. Uh, and it's you get to really be a part of it. You get to wear the stuff that you see on screen. You get to buy the stuff. You get to buy the collectibles. You get to get autographs. I got David Duchovny's autograph. I got Gillian Anderson's autograph. I paid for him, but that's okay. I, you know, I didn't want to mess with it. I just really wanted this thing. You know, when else are they going to be in the same place and signing things again? You know, it, it could take another 20 years before this happens again. So, you know, I, I get to do these things. Well, we all get to do these things. Um, but as a member, well, you of get the to press, do a little uh, more than most people because I know we right. have a couple of clips here for for some of the people you got to, uh, you know, get a little, so, uh, you know. Let's go ahead with. and. Um, let me just set up this first clip. Uh, this was at the PV Guide press room, and this is a – it's kind of like uh, – uh, it's a—it's in a little uh, ballroom um, that's in the Hilton. Uh, it's a brand-new Hilton. It's right on the bay now. I don't know if you saw it when you were living here, Rico, but uh, there's a big – you know, it's, it's kind of by Petco, it's, but it's on the bay side. And so that's a part of Comic-Con now. You know, all the ballrooms are all rented out for Comic-Con, and they're doing panels in there and everything. But one of the floors, um, that's, this is like the little press room area. So as a member of the press, you have, to, you have to RSVP for access. You get clearance, and you get in. And, you know, this is like, uh, for those of you that are sports fans, you know, uh, you know, I'm sure Tom Brady will lose another Super Bowl soon. So when he does, you're going to see him, and, and there's like the backdrop of Dunkin' Donuts and all that stuff. Well, this one, you know, this is a press room, so there's, like, the backdrop, and there's the Comic-Con logos all over it, and the stars come out, and sometimes they do a roundtable type thing, so, like, there's, like, five members of the press around this roundtable, and the stars sitting at the point, and people just kind of, you know, ask questions, and it's just a little discussion, so I was right there face-to-face with William Shatner. Um, there's a lot of questions going around, and I did get a chance to ask something, so uh, Rico, go ahead and play. This is the Maddie P. Radio Happy Hour exclusive interview with James T. Kirk, William Shatner. Go ahead. Is in that franchise. Um, if you were ever approached to, to jump on board to kind of be like a mentor to you know your uh, younger self, you know, will you be open to? Longest question I have ever heard. There's no time for an answer. Uh, I, the thing I said to Leonard when I saw his performance was, you know, you're old when you go back in time and you're still old. <laughs> there you go. Uh, as for me doing something, hey, all he has to do is ask. 
Mr. Shatner, this is Mark with uh, Maddie P Radio. Can you comment on Chris Pine's performance of your uh, of your same character, and how has he redefined it? He's a wonderful actor. He's a wonderful young man. He's good looking. Uh, he's uh, a wonderful actor. He's got all the equipment to be a star. Thank you very much. And there you go. I, I, I like the new, uh, the new movies. Absolutely. I. Uh, Absolutely. The the new films are when I first saw the first one, um I walked out of that theater going, I want JJ Abrams to do the Star Wars movies. And I wasn't even thinking about the new about new chapters. I want him to redo them, you know, because <laughs> he I was so impressed with Star Trek and I I'm not a Star Trek guy, I'm a Star Wars guy. Uh, I, I, but I, was I, so I used to watch them, you know, back, you know, my father used to watch them, I used to watch them, but I really enjoy how they took it and didn't, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, you know, they do reboots and they do remakes and they do, you know, and it's, you know, it's a tough thing. I mean, people have expectations of what the movie was, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, a lot of times it just, it just doesn't come off genuine. And I really, I like how, you know, they kept, just enough of the comedic aspects and the little things right. into it, but still, you know, it, it's it's more of a modern day. Well, and um, what, what I thought was just what I thought was absolutely brilliant about the J.J. Abrams movies were that it basically lets all of the other stuff exist. You know, that everything that happened with the TV show and the original movies. All those stories are true. They all happened, and this is an alternate reality to that reality. So it doesn't discard anything, right? It's an alternate reality of that universe. So basically, everybody can have what they want here. You know, it's not taking away that William Shatner's, you know, his version of James T. Kirk exists in this world, and the new Chris Pine. James, uh, James T. Kirk also exists in the new world or, or in this new reality. So that's what I loved about that particular one so much. And, you know, when you're there in this, in this press room and there's all these people trying to get to the line, you know, trying to get to the rope line and trying to ask a question and doing all those things, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to ask the same old things, but you want something that has some relevance and, you know, I was kind of playing off of the question that the guy on the left in me said, and, you know, you even heard William Shatner there talk about how it was just, this is the longest question in the world. You know, he was kind of joking about that. But I did kind of want to follow up with that so that the this exclusive interview, uh, you know, only on Matty P. Ray at the hour, you know, on this exclusive interview with William Shatner, you know, you really get a – you get the answer of a question that I hope that you're all interested in. And so when I'm there, talk, the next um, uh, star that was at the uh, TV Guy press room was truly one of my favorite um, uh, stars, personalities in the whole world, and that was Roseanne Barr. I uh, she really defined, respect. I think, um, I think what made made her as a, you know doing stand-up and then the TV show – Stand out was that it was real. It was down to earth. It was yes. people could relate. You know, I mean, it was it was funny. It was it was joking around. You know, but there was a lot of elements to it. You know, especially I mean, the, sh- the her show, you know, back in the day was 
it, it was funny and it was jokes and it was you know it was comedy, but there was a lot of aspects of real life for real people. You know, I mean, you know, real, as far as right, that, you know that, and, that middle class, yeah. you know, struggling to make ends meet and 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 dealing with you know crappy bosses or dealing with with you know with, with infidelity or, or this or, or dealing with your kids and and the choices they make and and the, you know the people they bring home and all stuff. I mean, it's, people can really relate to that. I think that's why that show became so big because it's not just you know. I mean, she's had her issues and you know the uh, the uh, national Hello. anthem and you know and stuff like that. And, and yeah, Tom Harlow. Oh, I love him as an actor. I really, I you know, I I, I have to admit that I I do enjoy his work, but. Um, you know, it just—I mean—that was a great show. I love that show, and I, you know, I grew up, you know, to some degree with, with that show. And uh, right, and I—I I think that we, you know, we are, you know, we're in our mid-thirties. You know, we're kind of inching up to forty now, and you know, that was that show was the sitcom, the family sitcom of our generation. You know, that was it. It was that and the Huxtables, but you know, we could never relate to that show. I mean, that was just. That was so away from my reality growing up. You know, I it was way I could never rock the Connors, those sweaters. You know? They had those those sweaters became like <laughs> the thing, and but I just I couldn't pull that off. Dan Dan Connor had some nice you know sweaters and stuff too. So we're gonna have to give him a little credit for that. <laughs> so, bro, I'm I am now in the room with Roseanne, and um, I don't have I I did get some audio on the um, round table, but it doesn't really come out that well, and it was. I didn't really have a good chance to really get into her head. I didn't, I didn't engage her well. And uh, uh, as the other panel, as the other press members were kind of asking questions, um, one of them had had brought up that she kills off, you know, Dan Connor uh, in the show, like in the last season of of Roseanne, and you know, uh, you know. If you if you would ever bring the show back, how would you bring you know him back into it and things like that? And I kind of made this joke that she could bring in Austin Kutcher, and you know just like they did with Charlie Sheen's character and, and or or whatever. And uh, no, I actually called him Austin, and I think his name is Aspen. Or <laughs> anyway, so Aspen, she ends up correcting me. Like she ends up correcting me, and she said that oh about how he's such a nice guy and all this stuff. And then she looks at me like. And she, I swear to God, I do have it on audio, but she's like, do you have some pot? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I have some pot. You go, yeah, but what's that got to do with it? And so anyway, so um, I kind of think that I, I had already kind of gone under her skin a little bit, you know, and I didn't really mean to. I just think that, you know, when you're there, you have to, you have to press, you know. You know, if you're pressed, you have to press, you know, and you have to get your question in there. So I called um, – I called our our, our show host uh, Maddie P and I was just like, hey, I need a really good question to ask Roseanne. And so he gave me a question. Uh, he actually gave me two. The second one was, who's more evil, Zimmerman or Tom Arnold? But I went with the first one and um, go ahead and play that real quick. All right, let's see. Let's see what that question was. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, Roseanne, I'm Mark from Maddie P Radio. Can you tell us how many personalities you still have? I only have one now. And is that one your favorite? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. We all love you for it. Thank you so much, Roseanne. This is Mark from Maddie P Radio. You're welcome. 
She seemed thrilled to answer that question, let me say. She was pissed, furious <laughs> at the question. And it came like, like, you know, her mouth was agape, you know, like she was, you know, if she was, if she could fire off laser beams from, from her eyes, I would have been vaporized, you know. And honestly, when I asked that question, I thought that she would have taken it very lightly, you know, because I, I, I know that she has come out saying that she's, she has multiple personalities, you know, and that's been a reason for her success and for her troubles. And I just thought that this was something that was behind her. You know, I didn't really think it was a touchy subject. You know, I, you know, it's not like I pointed out that she had cancer or anything, you know, like it, you know, to me, I thought that she took it lightly and I didn't think that it was going to be a damaging type of question, but as you can tell from her tone, uh, you know, I don't think she'll be coming on the Night If You Radio show anytime soon. So there you go. That's our exclusive interview, uh, one and only interview with uh, Roseanne Barr. Um, you know, she's a – I still, you know, I still love her as a uh, as a performer and as a personality. I think she's wonderful. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I pissed her off a little bit there. Well, you know, it, I mean, it comes to the territory as much as uh... – you know, we we like to uh, you know have fun and 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 you know enjoy uh, what we do and and you know and sometimes pushing the envelope is part of uh, what makes things interesting in life. But you know, but um, you know it, that's that's part of you know where she is. I mean, she had a lot of stuff going on, and she I mean she definitely um, is no stranger to uh, you know controversy. She's had a few in her time, and and. Uh, and some stuff like that. So I'm sure she uh, got over it pretty quickly. She. Uh, oh, I don't think she's she's a gajillionaire. I, I'm sure she's fine. And you know, and yeah, I, I don't mean yeah. to make light of, you know, um, any kind of mental disorder. You know, if 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 it's a true one with her, and you know, I guess I never really took, I didn't really take it too seriously when I heard about it. And you know, that's that's where I am wrong. But uh, you know, we take mental disorders very seriously. I don't, I don't, I do not want to make light of those things. Um, but no, but uh, I mean, well, sometimes you have to find levity in things. I mean, it's you know, it wasn't a, you know, a, a pot shot or anything like that. It's just it's I just thought of all people to... that could, I thought that Roseanne would have, and you know, I just miscalculated. So, uh, but anyway, it was a, it was a really good time. Um, I was in there. I got I I did get a question in with him. Um, I do have another clip to share. It's with Penn Oswalt, but it is a really long clip because it was on one of those roundtable things. So um, we're going to have to put it up on the on the site, and you guys can kind of listen to it. I do want to talk about this show that he was promoting, though. It's called uh, The Heart She Holler. Have you heard of this yet? What's it called? I think it's called The Heart She Holler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want to Google that, it's on Adult Swim. It's The Heart she holler from Adult Swim, and the guys that were at this particular table, it was Patton Oz, Oswalt, John I Lee. Like him. He's funny. He, he's a funny guy. Oh, he's hilarious. Oh, and actually, that actually kind of that that reminds me of my other experience there. Is that um, when I after I said thank you to Roseanne, I I did stick my hand up to kind of shake her hand, you know, like kind of you know thanks for the. You know, thanks for answering my question. And she did the, oh, no, I'm not going to shake your hand, but she put her fist out, so I fist bumped her. And then um, later on, much later in the day, I'm in the hallway, and there's nobody around in this particular area. 
and Patton Oswalt is out there. And so, and I'm like, hey, Patton Oswalt, what's, what's up, man? He's like, oh, hey, you know, and he, you could tell he didn't really want to talk to me, you know, because <laughs> I'm sure he just wanted a little quiet there wherever he was. And and then I, you know, hey, I'm a huge fan, and I, you know, I'm always the gentleman. I, I, I stick my hand out. And he did the same thing, like, no, 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 I don't shake hands. And he, you know, puts his hand out, and then, you know, I fist bumped him too. So I don't know if this is a new Hollywood thing, but don't be afraid to shake hands, people. It's okay, you know. Maybe they're, um, uh, you know, maybe they're germaphobes, like, uh, yeah, what's going guy? What the, well, I can't, he's got a shaved head now. Howie Mandel. Uh, he, he, uh, yeah, Howie Mandel, he's, he, you know, he's, uh, hmm. you know, he's, um, you know, is a, a germaphobe with that, you know, so maybe they're, uh, Maybe. Yeah, and you know, but, you never know. I mean, there's so many people there. Who, you know, I guess, uh, you know, he could. Oh, carry in a little sanitizer, you're fine. But anyway, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bash it. That's fine, you know, whatever. But um, I actually asked him what he's doing. He goes, and he's like, oh, I'm here to talk about this Park Street Holler. And I, and I told him, I go, oh, I'm actually gonna go to that. I didn't you know? hear about so, that. I'm checking it out online now. I guess it's it started. It's in 2011. It's like, and there's there's quite a few people in it. Kristen Schaal is in it. I like her. She's yeah. been in. Uh, She's been in a bunch of stuff. I mean, she's been in in uh, she's done a lot of voice over work too. She's been in she's on the Toy Daily Story, Show, Despicable just, Me, uh, yeah. you know, you know, Shrek and whatever. But she's been in uh, you know a bunch of um, a bunch of different stuff. Um, oh, what is that one? Uh, oh, that one show that that uh, what, it was on HBO. Isn't she on Community or something too? She was, so she was oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's part yeah. of the Concord. So, she was, like, you know, had the thing in for them. But anyway. So, anyway, I was there for that, and, you know, I was at the press table and stuff, and I literally had to get it going because just, like, nobody was saying anything, you know. So um, as soon as you guys – and we're going to put it up on the on the website. I think it's about ten minutes long. So um, you can just kind of – you know, you guys are – it's not the best audio. I use one of those little voice recorder thingies. Um it's not the best audio. I think you can hear everybody just fine. I get a couple of questions in. So Maddie P Radio scores another big interview with Patton Oswalt and uh, some of the directors and creators of The Heart She Holler. I highly recommend the show uh, to anybody that can hear our voice because this show is hilarious. It's, it's kind of like a funny or high kind of I'm thing. I'm definitely going to check it out. I mean, like, yeah. you know, just, just some of the people in it. Patton Oswalt is a, is a funny guy. Um, you know, he's been a lot of different things. And Kristen Schaal, I like. She's been a bunch of stuff too. Thirty Rock, that's what. That's the big show she was. Thirty uh, Rock. Yep. She was. She was uh, what's his name's uh, bo- so, uh, uh, girlfriend or whatever. Y- so yeah. yeah, check out that show. Um, and um, finally, the this was all on Thursday, by the way. Uh, you know, this, all these press rooms and all this stuff was on Thursday. Friday uh, and Saturday was very much a party day for me, and. When I say party, I mean there's it's drinking from nine in the morning until about you know twelve at night. You know it's it is that much fun being there at Comic Con and you get to see all this awesome stuff. So Thursday was the end of like business. At, you know uh, was was the end of my reporting. I do get a couple more things for you guys, and we're going to have to put it on uh, onto the website. But um, Thursday night to kind of cap off the whole thing was, you know, uh, Maddie P. Radio got invited to the red carpet party. It was at the sidebar at the gas lamp in San Diego. Uh, Rico, do you remember going to the sidebar? I definitely, I have been to the sidebar uh, more times than I remember. 
Yeah, and it's a you know it's a really cool bar, it's a really cool place. But you know, uh, so what they did is they put a big red carpet out in front of the sidebar, and they have one of those press you know screens in the background. And as all the stars of this show, and this is the show called Haven, um, as the stars of this show were starting to kind of peel out, um, you know, you, they they were all stopping in front to to get their picture taken. And then they would move along the press line, and I had my own, and I I did take a picture of it, um, and I'm gonna we're gonna put it up on the site that says, on the on the red carpet there's a little piece of paper that says Maddie P Radio Mark you know Mark E, <laughs> so it's right there, and um, I got to ask some questions. The only one that I was, um, uh, the one that I really wanted to talk to was Emily Rose. Um, if you guys uh, are not familiar with her, well, I know you'll know her when you uh, look her up. Um, I remember her, she was on ER for a long time. Um, I remember her on Brothers and Sisters. Uh, the first show that I really noticed her on was John from Cincinnati. It was an HBO show. I don't know if you ever caught that show. Um, but she is gorgeous, um, and she's she's a very good actress. And what I, um, my... What I like about her the most is her. Um, she had a little. She had a smaller role on the second season of Jericho, which, um, which is one of my favorite shows. If you guys have net, Netflix, it, it only lasted two seasons, but it's a really great show. And so I kind of wanted to talk to her specifically, and I wanted to ask her about Jericho. So um, I'm assuming that it's up there. Rico, go ahead and put that question up for me. Um, hold on a second. Let me find it here. Emily. Uh... It's Emily Rose. Emily Rose. I don't. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm failing on my duties here. Hold on. There we go. Obsession. Now, like, I know. It's kind of crazy. Like you're crazy. So doing that well. I know. It's crazy, right? I mean, I think what's so exciting about this year is that we actually have like a full-blown, legit panel. Yeah. You know, every year we come, we've got to do the parties and do some interviews, but to have a panel, yeah, that is where it's at. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, this is Mark with Maddie P Radio. I'm with Emily Rose. Hello. Uh, Hello. Can I ask you how does this how does working on this show compare to some of your other work? And I have a lot of interest in one called Jericho season two. Yeah, Jericho. Well, you know it's kind of crazy because um, being uh, you know coming into being a lead on a show is a whole other bear when it comes to workload. You know what's been so neat about guest starring and recurring roles like. Jericho or ER or things like that is you kind of get to sit around and watch all the greats kind of do their thing and then it becomes your turn to kind of lead a show and you're kind of like oh my goodness how's this going to work so it's good it's good and I feel really fortunate and I would love to guest on any other great show any other day I'm just happy to be working you know as I consider that a privilege and that's her humble opinion thanks guys all right, there you go. Maddie P. Radio's exclusive interview with Emily Rose. Uh, it was a pleasure. I mean, she's, you know, she she had to be really close because this is on a red carpet. It's outside. It's loud. 
So, you know, I'm, she's right there. And again, these, they're, they're pretty when they're on TV and they're, and they're, you know, when they're on the big screen and all this stuff, but when they're in, when they, when you see them in person, uh, a lot of times you're just, you're almost speechless, you know? Um, so it was a real, <laughs> it was a real honor. I mean, I, I hope I don't creep her out by saying that, you know, I, I don't mean it like in that creepy way, but she is, she is no, incredible. No, but it, it, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of, um, kind of out there where, oh, it's Photoshop and this and that, and, you know, but a lot of these, right. you know, a lot of these people, you know, because, you know, like I said, you know, we've, we've met, you know, you, you met the Comic-Con and some other events that you've covered for us and, and, and stuff, and, and mm-hmm. some of the things that, the people that did, uh, you know, some of these, a lot of these guests are uh, not in the studio with us, they're, they're, uh, you know, we, we, we connect with them, uh, you know, wherever they, uh, wherever they happen to be, sometimes they're on set, you know, whatever they're doing. Um, but you you meet some of these people in real life, and and you know a lot of them they really are you know some of them you're like oh wow you know that oh wow that really fell off the they, table there yeah you know, no I think you know, yeah, uh, but, but I think you but, said I mean, it there's a lot of yeah. a lot of beautiful people out there so uh, you know I mean so yeah I I was just really impressed with the whole experience again it was another great year. Uh, I can't wait to do it again next year. I'm going to try to bring more of you guys from from P Radio out for it, you know, and uh, we can we can maybe even do some on location things a little bit bigger and things like that too. So just really excited about the opportunity to be a part of uh, P Radio and to uh, you know bring you these exclusive <laughs> these exclusive clips uh, and just to kind of you know finish off our coverage of uh, uh, Comic Con. Wow, there's a lot of you guys that are into this. Wow, there's a lot of people that are down here, you know, in San Diego. I cannot believe how much it's grown. You know, I've lived in San Diego for 11 years now. I've been going to Comic-Con pretty much since I got off the boat here. And uh, it's just grown, and it's just it's a beautiful collection of, of, of events and people. And it's amazing that it works at all when you look at the size and scope of this thing. And so uh, just we, we give all due respect to the Comic-Con um, um, organization. It is a non-for-profit uh, organization, by the way. I mean, these guys are – they're not in it to make a lot of money, though they probably could, you know, with all the money that comes into that place. They, but they, they have really super big hearts. They're, they have hearts for the arts. And, uh, you know, it was a really great time. So just wanted to, you know, thank Maddie P for sending me out there again this year and looking forward to next year and, you know, what wonderful exclusive interviews that we're going to bring you guys, okay? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be bigger and better for uh, for the sh- for Comic-Con and bigger and better for mm-hmm. uh, Maddie P Radio being involved. So uh, thanks, Mark, for um, being involved and, and, and getting uh, some of these exclusive uh, interviews that we be able to uh, take care of here. And, um that's it for today. We um, will be back soon. I don't think that we some... blew up a place, so that's good. <laughs> no, not yet. But um, I'm not, you know, we'll we'll see. Well, when I lock the door on the studio and head out, then we'll we'll see if it's still standing. But uh, for now, if everything is, um, you know, like, like I said, we didn't we didn't blow anything up yet. So uh, we will. Kind of head out for now, and uh, we'll be back soon with some uh, some really great guests for you. So uh, let's 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 we'll get a little bit more necro on the way out, and uh, see everybody yeah. soon. Thank you, Rico. Thank you, everybody. Anyway.
limit like a tourniquet crushing your cranium Mushing you murder you burning you to a crest Live on uranium Maintaining sins like Iranians Holding grenade pins blazing your skin Stomp you with a whole parade of them Put a gem star to your flesh part The emperor of demented sentences With a temple your mentor Demonic like Skeletor Deathrow, decept Criminal corrupted culprits will beat you to death